Hey everyone, welcome back. This is our episode two of the Munch Bunch podcast. And I'm Megan. I am a dental hygienist of almost 10 years and a myofunctional therapist of the last four, almost five years. And I have my friend Kimmy with me, our co-host Kimmy. Uh, and today we're going to dive into some of the symptoms and some of the bigger picture things that we see as myofunctional therapists with, um, with our patients. So our big topic today, Kimmy, do you want to introduce it for us? Yes, today we are talking about tongue ties, how to see them, uh, recognize the symptoms, why they are in existence right now, like what happens at the cellular level. Uh, during our development in the uterus and then we'll talk about what we can do to fix them. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I'm gonna start us off uh, Just even talking about like what is a tongue tie? So a tongue tie is also the fancy name for it is a restricted lingual frenum and you may hear it all different ways. The tongue tie is not actually tripping over your own words, but it is an actual physical thing that happens with your tongue in your mouth. So if you look underneath your tongue, you will see a like string of tissue that connects your tongue to the floor of the mouth, helps your tongue from like flopping out of your mouth or falling back into your throat. And we call that your lingual frenum. Okay. And what can happen in some people is it attaches either closer to the tip of the tongue or deeper into the tongue, causing the tongue to actually not have its full range of motion that it's meant to have. And so that string of tissue, that freedom actually anchors the tongue down into the bottom of the mouth and restricts it from being able to move and function like it's supposed to. And when you have a tongue tie, we end up having a lot of symptoms that show up as our body trying to compensate for our tongue not being able to do what it's supposed to do. So, you know, you may know from birth that you have a tongue tie. You may figure it out later on in life based on your symptoms. And it's become a much more recognized thing kind of in the myofunctional therapy world, in the pediatric world. Um, and, you know, one of the big pieces of this is like, why, why does a tongue tie happen? What happens in our bodies? And why are some people tongue tied and some people aren't? So Kimmy's going to take us kind of through to the point to the pieces of like how a tongue tie even forms in your body. So Kimmy, take it away for us. <laughs> okay, so a tongue tie is a develop. So basically, there's something that happens when we're in the womb, and that band of tissue is supposed to go away, and they call that apoptosis. If you want to read a lot more and understand more about tongue ties, um, if you're having like a nursing baby or a baby that's having issues with feeding um, or children and you realize they have a tongue tie, but no one's ever brought it up. There's a couple really good books out there. Uh, SOS for T-O-T-S. We call it SOS for TOTS, just 
to make it easier. Um, that means us like help for tethered oral tissues. And my favorite book is Tongue Tied by Dr. Richard Baxter. Um, it's really, really good. Anyone can read it. It's very um, straightforward. It's kind of geared toward babies, but you can use it for anyone. So I'm just going to read a passage from Tongue Tied by Dr. Baxter. So after completion of oral development in the fetus, a thin membrane called a frenum or frenulum underneath the tongue remains. The string of tissue varies in length, thickness, position, and elasticity. If the frenum is too short, too thick, too high up on the tongue tip, or too inelastic, often a combination of these factors, the baby, the child, or adult can have issues with feeding, speech, and more. Some ties are hidden underneath the outer mucosal layer and are not readily visible. The mouth is also naturally a part of the body considered more mysterious than others because its contents are hidden. When the body has external congenital tissue, such as fused fingers, it is easier to diagnose and receive treatment for that than a congenital disability of the oral structures. Some anatomical defects of the mouth are well understood. Their assessment is routine and treatment for them is widely accepted, such as cleft palate. Um, when it comes to anatomical defects with the tongue, however, many practitioners do not understand how to diagnose such a defect, nor do they associate the functional issues with the anatomical defect. Embryology. A tongue tie results from a failure of the tissue under the tongue to completely resorb during development, which is a process known as apoptosis, programmed cell death, around the 12th week in utero. The frenum results when the tongue moves posterior or backward from the primitive jawbone and holds the tongue in the correct position. It is then supposed to disappear. So an example of this is when we're in the womb and we're a little embryo, we have a tail, and then that tail goes away as we develop. The same thing with the tongue tie. So a tongue tie is a genetic defect. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. A lot of uh, practitioners for a long time were just saying like, oh, you're fine, you can eat, you can swallow, like we don't need to deal with it. But if you leave a tongue tie because it is a defect, it's going to cause a whole domino effect of other problems. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Perfect. So not only do you have this developmental thing happening in the womb, uh, you know, then a baby's born, and you know some some pediatricians they can recognize uh, they can recognize the tongue tie right away. A lot of times moms will have issues with latching or painful breastfeeding, and uh, it's really hard sometimes, especially for first time moms because they don't know any different. And so a lot of times they need an advocate on their team to help them identify these things. So. Uh, sometimes your lactation consultant will be helpful with that. Sometimes your pediatrician will know more. Um, it can be kind of a polarizing topic, kind of in the pediatric world of uh, whether or not your provider is um, well-versed or invested in understanding more about the anatomy. And sometimes babies will get their tongue ties released um, not too long after they're born, and sometimes they're very effective, uh, and we don't even have to worry about hearing about them again. So then other times, by either not knowing that there's a tongue tie or not being recommended to have any sort of release, 
um, these kiddos grow up and will end up with a lot of symptoms in childhood and sometimes even beyond that into adulthood. So some of those, can I jump in there, Megan? Um, One other thing, even if your baby had its tongue tie clipped when they were in the hospital or shortly after, that doesn't always mean you're done. You never have to do another phrenectomy. I just want to throw that out there. A lot of babies get it clipped and they are still have remnants of that tongue tie left. It's so Mm -hmm. restricted. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really, really good point. Plus like newborn babies, they cry. Um, Parents are, you know, very protective, reasonably so. And so sometimes it's really hard to get a full actual release um, in a baby. So um, that's where we really start to see needing either that second release or needing a release into childhood and even into adulthood. So, um, you know, when we start kind of talking about tongue ties or how you might know that you might have one, we have some side effects or some symptoms, I guess, of how you might be able to recognize that. So, um, Kimmy, do you want to jump into some of those side effects? I know you have some kind of personal personal experience, as do I. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for me as an adult, it was snoring, teeth grinding, clenching my teeth, um, ear infections, I had a high palate, um, tori, which is like excessive bone on the roof of the mouth or under the tongue, Um, sleep apnea, I'd wake up choking on my tongue, Um, a little bit of speech issues, but not so bad, but I had what's called posterior tongue tie, which we're going to talk more Mm -hmm. about later. What about you, Megan? What were your... So for me, so I also like Kimmy have what's known as a posterior tongue tie. Uh, So it's a little harder to identify, especially early on in early age groups. So, um, you know, I had some issues when I was little uh, bedwetting. I definitely had issues breathing through my mouth when I sleep. And as I got older, I went through braces. I ended up with a lot of clenching, some grinding, but mostly clenching. A lot of tension kind of in the base of my skull, a lot of like Mm. shoulder and neck tension, low back problems. Uh, I've had some patients who've had some scoliosis issues as well. Mm -hmm. I have scoliosis really bad. Okay. Yeah. There's another symptom. I have two, I have two really good friends who've struggled with scoliosis who both have um, tongue ties as well. So, um, you know, other things Mm -hmm. that people deal with, a lot of kids like ADD, ADHD, uh, from not being able to get that like really deep REM cycled sleep that they need. A lot of just like overall fatigue. And, um, you know, a lot of times too, lots of cavities as being a kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have, I had a, probably a handful. Um, you could probably chalk that up to also like lack of home care with braces and then breathing through your mouth at night. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I think those are some of the big side effects. Migraines are another big one that I've seen, especially in adults is, is the, you know, migraines and that can a lot of times be blamed on, especially for women, like their hormonal cycle. And that definitely can contribute, but more Mm -hmm. often than not, um, I have noticed migraines in my patients have cut down significantly once we have addressed their tongue ties. So, uh, 
I think that headache you get up the side mm-hmm. of your head near your temples and yeah. around your ear. I call that like a mm-hmm. TMJ headache, but TMJ and tongue tied are yeah, they they're, are they're besties <laughs> <laughs> for sure. When you yeah. have one, you mm-hmm. have the other. Yeah, for sure. So you know, Kimmy and I just kind of touched base, you know, on our personal symptoms, and there's there's even more out there. You know, if you listen to our first episode where we talk about like myofunctional therapy symptoms, so many are also related to tongue ties. So, you know, why do, why do tongue ties Mm -hmm. matter? Why do we care? Like, you know, obviously for pain and that type of thing, but also we care about your airway. So as myofunctional therapists, tongue ties can really negatively impact your airway and how much air you're able to get, how much oxygen you're able to get, the type of oxygen, the oxygenation of your blood, the like health of your brain. That's a whole nother (laughs) podcast. But I wanted to touch base on that to say, you know, why do these matters? Because we want you to be able to breathe and we want you to be able to breathe well. And that is a huge part of being healthy and just being healthy for life for every kind of piece of your day to day world. So, you know, as yeah. Well, and they've also found that if you have tongue tie, you're also not going to grow your jaw mm-hmm. bones as well. You're going to be Absolutely. underdeveloped, which is going to lead to an anatomically small mm-hmm. airway. And then you add in mouth breathing and all the low tongue posture from the tongue tie and it's kind of mm-hmm. a Yeah, the perfect problem. storm of not being able to function and not be able to breathe like we were designed to. And so that's why we're so passionate about it is we want people to be healthy and we want people to know how to get help. We want people to know how to identify these things. And then where do I go from here? You know, we don't want you to say, okay, great. I have a tongue tie. Now I'm doomed for life. What do I even do? Like we're going <laughs> to, like, we're going we to give you, we're going to give you some, you know, directions. We're going to give you some help. We're going to give you that kind of olive branch to, you know, kind of start your own journey. So tongue ties are really interesting, right? Because as Kimmy was saying, they, you know, they form in the womb and we never get that like tissue to go away. And then all of a sudden we end up into like being humans and outside of the womb and trying to function in life. And when we start talking about tongue ties and kind of like, why haven't I heard of this? What we're looking at is we're actually looking at function. So when we when we're trained even as hygienists or a lot of times when doctors, dentists, ENTs, orthodontists, when we're trained, we maybe briefly have some sort of like, Oh, if the tip of the tongue connects to your lower front teeth and your tongue tied. And that is, that is very Mm -hmm. true. And that, but that's a very obvious severe version of a tongue tie. So there's actually kind of two categories of being tongue tied. And one is called an anterior tongue tie, and one is called a posterior tongue tie. So um, I'll I'll jump on the anterior, Kimmy, if you want to follow me up on the posterior. So anterior uh, tongue ties, those are the ones that I was just talking about. So really, really obvious, that muscle, that string of muscle under your tongue actually attaches towards the tip of the tongue, attaches within that kind of first third of the tip of the tongue. If you were to stick your tongue out or stick your tongue up, a lot of times you'll see kind of a heart shape on the very tip of your tongue. And that's from the muscle pulling 
pulling that tongue back in, pulling that muscle, really, really restricting it. Other ways you might know is you might not even be able to lift your tongue up to touch the roof of your mouth at all. You may not be able to stick it out very far. You may not be able to move it side to side. Certain words and certain sounds may be an issue for you. So R's and L's, you know, some of those speech things growing up or even like troubles into adulthood with saying certain things, saying certain sounds. Those are kind of the big key points of an anterior tongue tie. And those are the ones that are really the most obviously identified. But then the kind of sneaky one and what Kimmy and I both have, um, you know, our own personal experiences with is the posterior tongue tie. So Kimmy, can you tell us a little more about like what a posterior tongue tie is? Okay, so posterior can come in mm -hmm. different forms. Um, sometimes you can't really mm -hmm. see the frenum. You don't, you could look under someone's tongue and you don't really see the string. So you think, oh, they don't have that string, they're fine. But it's buried under all that tissue. And we call that submucosal. It just means that the frenum is under that tissue. So you don't see it as well. So it can come in that form. Um, the best way that I like to use to see that posterior tongue tie is where you hold the floor of the mouth down and then lift the tongue to the roof of the mouth. Then you can usually see how it's pulled down in the center. That's the best way that I found to visualize the posterior tongue tie because mm -hmm. they can be sneaky and slippery. So that's what I use. Um, also, if you stick the tongue out and you see like a little... Um, depression or cupping in the center part of the mm -hmm. top of the tongue um, I like that one too because you can see where mm -hmm. it's getting pulled down so a lot of times in tongue tie groups you'll see cupping is yeah or even like the that. line down the middle sometimes there's um, a really distinctive like line that yeah. goes straight down the middle of your tongue and that's very very similar so mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, so they are super common. They're just often missed because they're not as obvious as that one, the heart mm -hmm. shape or the V shape. So I would guess that most people have some sort of posterior tongue tie um, because clenching and grinding is so common. Mm -hmm. in the oh, definitely, definitely. So, you know, and how I a lot of times, too, to kind of piggyback off of you, Kimmy, how I identify posterior tongue ties is really kind of function and like symptom based. So sometimes, like you said, some of them are so tricky to find. And so I start talking to patients about, like you said, they're clenching, they're grinding, their headaches, you know, not just about appearance, but actually mm -hmm. really looking at function. One of my favorite ways to like identify like a posterior tongue tie is actually by having the patient kind of lick the roof of their mouth back and forth. So, you know, like we call it a tongue trace and see if the floor of the mouth rises up with the patient and then they can actually see the difference between how the floor of the mouth compensates with them. So, you know, those are kind of, you know, Kimmy, I love what you said about how you identify them. And I think that's such a great tool. So, you know, those are kind of three different ways that you could almost kind of check yourself <laughs> before, you know, before you rest yeah, yourself. <laughs> I think everyone should because a lot of yeah, absolutely. And your, you and your, and your teeth <laughs> off. 
<laughs> yeah. So do you want to go over um, more of the functionality? Of yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we start talking about that function, right, like we just keep throwing around that word, like it, you know, means something to the rest of you. But really, our tongue should be lifted into the roof of the mouth, right? And so it should be supporting the jaw. We should keep it out of the airway so you can breathe and not choke on your tongue when you're sleeping. And, you know, be able to do some self-cleansing of our teeth, like our back molars. Like if you can, if you can reach your back molars to clean your, you know, teeth of food, um, be able to sleep without snoring or holding your breath. That's, you know, that would be a dream, right? Um, you know, those are just kind of some mm -hmm. of the smaller kind of functional pieces. Your tongue should be that internalizing, like internal stabilizing muscle. And when, you know, you're able to keep it up and you're not restricted, you're able to keep it in the roof of the mouth. And then all of a sudden you're not prone to the mouth breathing. You're not prone to the TMJ pain. You're noticing your headaches are going away. You're able to get the right like volume and right type of oxygen getting into the rest of your body, into your blood and just an overall health improvement. So, you know, it's uh it really impacts everything. Mm -hmm. Well, and the way you swallow Absolutely. too, which we'll go into another podcast about mm -hmm. abnormal swallow and tongue thrust. But a lot of people, um, they have to chew with mm -hmm. their mouth open or they accidentally are swallowing air as they're oh, eating yeah. and drinking. And so that can cause like digestive mm -hmm. issues yeah. as well. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Tongue ties and tongue thrusts are, you know, another things that tend to go hand in hand. So tongue ties are kind of like they hook up with everybody and they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they, uh, they're like the toxic poison of the group. So, um, you know, <laughs> this is so interesting because so many times I'll see a patient, you know, over, and we'll be doing an evaluation and I'll point out that they have a tongue tie. They never knew it. They're like, what the heck? Why haven't I heard of this? And again, that just goes back to our training and how we're trained and like what's mainstream media and like what's researched and like what's kind of like the in vogue topic of, you know, of the time. And we're really with more sleep apnea diagnosis, with more ADD, more ADHD diagnosis, more TMJ issues, clenching, grinding, you know, putting Band-Aids basically on bullet holes. People want to know, they want to get to the root causes of things. They want to know why these things are happening. They don't want to just be heavily medicated or been told, oh, just like chew on this thing at night or wear this night guard. And they want to know the why. And I think that's what's so kind of special about where we're at just like in the world right now is people want to know the why. And the more that you want to know the why, the more you can actually help yourself long term. So you know, it's just not something that we're initially trained in. And you have to kind of start doing your own research uh, and be able to start connecting the dots and then connecting with the right people. So like if so, you may be sitting here, you've stuck your hands in your mouth, you're trying to reach your back molars, you're all of a sudden thinking, crap, maybe I'm tongue tied. What do I do? And we're not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> So if you think mm -hmm. that you might be tongue-tied or you start doing some Googling, you start researching, you've joined like an adult tongue-tie support Facebook group, you know, you're like, you're, you're in the midst of the rabbit hole, 
that we all have gone down at some point, you know, where, where do we go from here? What do you do? Who do you talk to? Who do you believe? And like, versus like some of the crazy information that can be out there as well. So Kimmy, if I figure, if I found out I was tongue tied, what, what should I do? Who should I call? Well, if you're not sure if you are tongue tied, there's lots mm-hmm. of good resources, um, such as my website. I just posted like page <laughs> after page of all the different mm-hmm. ways they can look. So that would be a good mm-hmm. uh, resource. It's mouthmusclememory.com. Um, go to the tongue tied mm-hmm. page, and I have pages of all sorts of different manifestations of tongue ties because they all look completely different so you could lift your tongue up in the air open as big as you can and lift it see what it looks like take a selfie um you could contact megan or i for Mm -hmm. a consultation Mm -hmm. over zoom like a video call um there's online facebook groups there uh, for your state and also just a general tongue-tied adult page there's one specifically Mm -hmm. for your state Um, I really like this tongue-tied book Mm -hmm. by Richard Baxter Um, there's also the SOS for tots that's Mm -hmm. a good book as well it's a lot smaller (laughs) a little bit easier to read yeah there's Um, also I also really like Mm -hmm. the Breathe Institute website and Dr. Zoggy is like Uh the king of tongue ties. He is Mm -hmm. leading the way for everyone. And he's going around and training all these old school dentists that have been Mm -hmm. telling everyone they're fine. (laughs) We're trying to change that. Yeah. Uh, There's also like, if you think maybe your baby or your kiddo is tongue tied, then you can, um, there's some like baby support tongue tie groups as well. So Uh, But really, you know, and like Kimmy said, like she's got a ton of information on her website. I have a ton of information on my website, you know. Oh, it's NorthwestSmileFunctionalTherapy.com or OralFacial-Myology.com. But what really what that means, too, is you should be connecting with a professional. So a myofunctional therapist is going to be like, the quarterback of your treatment team. So what Kimmy and I do, like we lead the way, we help you coordinate. We don't let you get lost in the shuffle. We don't let you get bamboozled (laughs) by like so many treatment options Um, and really working with a myofunctional therapist to identify the tongue tie, to talk about function, to help you prepare for kind of what's to come, help you prepare your tongue, help you prepare like mentally and emotionally and, uh, you know, get treatment for it. So treatment through myofunctional therapy and then even further a phrenectomy or a frenuloplasty, phrenotomy, they're all like, those are all kind of like the big keywords to have your tongue tie released. And we'll talk on another episode about all the differences between those things and what to do from there. But really like you want to start gathering your team and your team of professionals and a myofunctional therapist is a key piece of that team to help you navigate kind of this new new world. So, and we're gonna go into that absolutely a lot in another podcast <laughs> because not all tongue tie releases mm-hmm. are created equal. Some of them, it's very superficial, and you're not mm-hmm. gonna get the benefit. 
Mm-hmm. And you don't go all the way and get all that residual tissue that didn't look mm-hmm. that was supposed to go away when you were a uh, what is that? Yeah. Three yeah. Old well, and that's, that's also really true too, Kimmy. And also it's not only are not all procedures, you know, considered equal, but also not all providers. So we'll even talk about trusting the right provider. Oh. And, you know, sometimes it's more provider based too, and like what they do and like what their knowledge is even versus their technique. So well, like I said, we'll, like we both said, we'll, we'll definitely dive into that. Otherwise, you guys would be stuck with us probably for like another hour. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep jumping in kind of the rabbit hole of tongue ties and, you know, what to do, where to go, and how to help. So if you think you have a tongue tie, you know, you're more than welcome to comment below. You're more than welcome to email either one of us, you know, jump on those Facebook groups and really start your, you know, start that process of, figuring out. Uh, but I would never, I would never get a tongue tie evaluated without working with a myofunctional therapist. You will, you will, Mm-mm. you're just not going to, yeah, you will pick yourself. You, you will pick yourself later as you're going through your second tongue tie release. Uh, because again, it always comes mm-hmm. back to function and you need somebody to help you with function. I was thinking about this, Megan. Um, have you ever worked out so hard that your Achilles tendon in the back of your ankle is so tight that you feel like you can't <laughs> bend your knees or bend your legs? And oh, you're yeah, just girl. Yeah. I have, I am, I have yeah. played so many games of softball, so many games of volleyball, so many boot camps in my life. Um, yeah, I have had some, I've had some Achilles issues, shin splint issues. I have tight fascia everywhere. Yeah. I needed to get this tongue tie released. Like offices better open up soon. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah. Such I was just good, thinking that that was like mm-hmm, a really such good, a good visual. Describe it, like, because mm-hmm. when your Achilles gets tight and you feel like you're just shuffling along, that's mm-hmm. a tongue tie. You're it's too tight of fascia. Mm-hmm. The tendon and everything is a good way to describe mm-hmm. it. You're just kind of like shuffling. It's not normal function. That is a tongue tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your legs are tongue tied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that is, you know, so so true. And when we have like something like that, we can really identify it more clearly because like our the rest of our body can't function and everybody knows that's normal. Right? They know that like being sore, having that pain isn't normal. Whereas when we start talking about tongue tie stuff, you know, clenching, grinding, headaches, TMJ issues, you know, everybody either has it or knows somebody who has it. And so it's become so normalized. But just because everybody does it, doesn't make it normal. And I think that's something that I always talk about or kind of deal with with going through therapy is people will tell me they're like, yeah, but everybody does it. Or like, I've always done this. Or you know, that type of thing. And it's mm-hmm. true. And just because everybody it's like such a, like a classic, like what your mom told you, like, just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean that you should be doing it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like <laughs> don't be drugs. Don't be tongue tied for forever. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. Shirt. I love it. We'll sell it to you guys. <laughs> Exactly. Don't do drugs. Exactly. Don't have a tongue tie. <laughs> well, next time I think we'll we'll go into mm-hmm. frenetomy. Um, yep. 
getting what to do with your tongue tie and mm-hmm. picking a provider. Yep. yep. I love yeah. it. I love it. Perfect. Well, as always, you guys, thank you for listening. You know, we're open for comments and questions and emails, you know, whatever you guys need. We are here for you. That's why we started this podcast. <laughs> and uh, Kimmy's email is mouth muscle memory at outlook. Mine is Megan at oral facial dash myology.com. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. Well, Have a great night, everyone. You.